I also think I have less fear about failing. I'm comfortable with my failures. I know how to learn from my mistakes better. I'm comfortable in my convictions for sure. And God, if the past two years haven't borne that out in everyone, I don't know where you're living. That's Heather Guevara, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm Kara Duffy, a business coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you live your most extraordinary life by showing you anything is possible. People who have mastered freedom, ease, and success, who are living their best and most ridiculous lives are often people you've never heard of until now. Today, my special guest is Taylor Guevara, cocktails and spirit master, leading virtual immersive events, hosting her podcast, and running her cocktail club business. While her journey hasn't been smooth, it's all led her to a place where she gets to use all of her senses and love for origin stories to give people both an escape and an educational experience. I'm excited for you to meet this rock star. Well, welcome to the Powerful Ladies podcast. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, You were recommended and I am going to read the quote that was included (laughs) because it's very powerful. Oh my. And it says, um, she is the embodiment of badass. Um, Her current endeavor into the booze industry has gotten her lots of kudos and is the perfect combination of her lifelong passions. She has been through the ringer in a lot of ways personally and has always bounced back and persevered. She's she's my most inspirationally resilient friend and you have to have her on. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I feel very emotional about that. (laughs) Well, so there's so much in that that little quote, right, from your referral to the podcast. Um, and before wow. we dive into getting into all of, of those parts of you, let's tell everybody listening um, your name and where you are and what you're up to. Yeah, sure. So my name is Sailor Guevara, and I am currently in Stewart, Florida, tiny little beach town that I escaped to um, almost a year ago. And I now own a virtual event fulfillment company. What does virtual fulfillment for events mean? Great question. So, um, I think that a lot of people are still trying to figure this out. Frankly, I, I have been told several times that I'm one of the first companies in the world to do what I'm doing, which I didn't really realize was the case because we've just been figuring it out as we went. (laughs) But um, early in the pandemic, um, I I was a brand ambassador for a spirits brand. And like most people freaked out, oh my God, what am I going to do? My job is to go to places and talk about this whiskey. How the hell do I do that from my couch? And, um, luckily for me, I worked for some other very powerful, badass ladies. Um, and they, when we got shut down, they instantly started dividing everybody up into, um, groups to be busy 
you know, and said, don't worry, nobody's losing their job. Nobody's going to get fired. We're just going to keep going. And they said, Sailor, you know, you're, you've been a podcaster for years. We're going to have you in charge of virtual events. And I was like, sure. I don't know what that means, but sure. I want to keep my job. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, spent the first six months of the pandemic, really figuring that out. Mm -hmm. Um, we did virtual broadcasts, which is completely different, um, via Facebook. Then we started doing our own virtual events and I recognized very quickly, um, if you sent a little something to these people, they were more likely to join and it was going to give them a more immersive experience. And that was it Mm -hmm. for me. Um, that was that I translated my passion. So my passion is um, creating experiences for people. And I did that as a food server when Mm -hmm. I was very young. I did that as a hostess in restaurants when I was very young. I did that as a bartender. I mean, that's essentially what you're doing, right? Is you are tending to someone's needs, creating an experience for them. And I really wanted to find out how to do that in a big way, in a small box. (laughs) A big way in a small box. (laughs) So I recognized pretty quickly that if you sent someone uh, something, a little box, a little something, they were more likely to attend the event and be engaged because why why wouldn't you? And I Mm -hmm. thought the experience of setting the table at a whiskey tasting or spirits tasting, right? And I'm pouring out the samples and I'm putting all these little things in front of them. I want them to have an immersive experience. I can find a way to do that in a box. I wasn't the only one doing this, of course, but what happened, because I'm a more is more girl and I just, (laughs) I love creating experiences for people was, well, I can put this in a box and we could do this and we could do that. And I just started doing whiskey and chocolate um, pairings. I started doing cocktail where I, then you have to figure out how to deconstruct everything and then Mm -hmm. construct it back together. Then you have to figure out what travels well, what doesn't, what breaks, what doesn't break, what is the smallest box I can use to to help out on the price, but get the most in there. Mm -hmm. Then supply chain issues. How do I get around supply chain issues and, you know, have consistent glassware and tools and all of the components. And so, yeah, that's really what I do now. And um, I, I figure it all out <laughs> and it's, it's fun. And how much have people just loved the fact that they're getting this immersive experience when they most need an experience that's going to take them out of what's happening? <laughs> yeah. So with this new term, Zoom fatigue, I think it's, I, I think bl- the blame is being placed on Zoom and the virtual space. And that's not really where the fatigue is from, right? We know this. The fatigue is from being overworked, having all of this background processing in our brains. We're in a pandemic. We, we, we saw the most intense social upheaval um, in a while happen in front of us. You know, we had a failed insurrection, but nonetheless, it was a planned mm-hmm. insurrection. This is all happening and we're worried. And we're, some of us are grieving, myself included, grieving friends and families that were lost um, lost their lives during the pandemic. We're grieving the loss of other people's family members that were murdered in the streets by police. This is all happening, right? At the same time that I'm trying to figure out, let's have a fun cocktail event. So how do you balance, how do you balance that? You 
take people out of their world for a moment. You take people out of the stresses, out of the pain, out of the difficulties, just for 45 minutes to an hour. I want to take you away. I want to take you on a journey. I'm going to put things in your box that we're going to smell. And we're going to talk about origins of flavors. And then we're going to taste things and we're going to laugh. And I am, you know, very good at what I do, but I'm also a klutz and I'm fumbly. And, you know, that's just me. I'm the mad scientist. We, we need that desperately, right? That's why we would go out for drinks after work. That's why we would have Sunday brunch and day drink. And that's why we would, you know, do all the things that we did when it was safe to be out of, out of doors. And, um, that's the difference, right? Is that I want to love all over you. I want to pamper you. I want to just give you a moment of something else. What is it about your own experiences that have made you perfect for curating these experiences for people? Gosh, I don't know. Wow. Um, I think... Wow. It's kind of a loaded question. I'm thinking of all these amazing social media posts I've seen in the past two years about the personalities of people in the service industry. We come from this unique trauma in our childhoods, you know, um, because I mean, it's kind of funny and not funny. You know, it's, it's a bit traumatic being in the restaurant business, you know, um, you mm-hmm. can start for your, you start your shift and it's nice and quiet. And then all of a sudden you're going to get slammed with so many bar patrons or, or sat with so many tables and, um, you kind of go through hell for an hour or two and then it's over. And for some reason you go back again the next day and do it, you do it all over again. Um, there's something, there's something to that for sure. Um, I, I love amazing experiences. I'm definitely the person that tries very hard to look at everything, see everything. I ask the why about everything, which can drive people crazy. How is this made? Why is this made? Where did it come from? Where, what's the origin? <laughs> what, who invented that? Who started that? I wonder where that word came from. Um, and I guess that's what I'm trying to, I'm, I'm assuming everyone else is like that. And so I'm trying to make sure that I'm satiating all of those questions and curiosities. How did you end up in spirits? So I started off um, in the service industry because it was the easiest job to get as a kid. I was in high school and I was a dishwasher and I worked on the cafeteria line and I was a hostess. And then it was a big deal when I got to wait tables. I was like, whoa, I'm a server now. Um, (laughs) And then quickly recognized where the real money was and... Um, kind of the hierarchy, which was the bar. And uh, this was in the early 90s, and there were not a lot of women behind the bar um, at all, uh, certainly not in any of the restaurants I worked in, maybe one or two. And uh, my first bartending position, I had to fight for it. And um, it was kind of like a coup when I got behind the bar. And I faced, you know, a lifetime of most things that women face in the world, uh, our industry can be very problematic. And uh, my experience was no different. Um, and I recognized quickly, like I just said, that I'm curious about everything. Mm-hmm. And um, if I learned something about a product, I would tell that guest at the bar. And all of a sudden, something interesting started to happen. Um, they were like, oh, I didn't know that. And, but I could see they were interested. 
And I started to look for books. You know, people would order these at the time we called them old timey drinks. Now you would call them pre-prohibition drinks or vintage cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> and I started like, oh, did you, this is where the Manhattan came from. This is where this, this is this wine, this is this beer, whatever it was. Um, and I was fascinated by it. And lucky for me, I worked my way up into some fine dining establishments and I got to interact with sales representatives and brand ambassadors from spirit brands and wine. And um, they, now I can see myself doing the same thing, snatch me up instantly like, oh, this is great. They're, you know, they're, this woman's going to champion my product. And I was like, how do you get your job? And uh, they're like, just ask. <laughs> Okay. Um, and so I, I really just loved learning about something and then telling other people about it. I mm-hmm. loved that. I loved tasting it. I loved the whole experience of we're tasting and smelling something and this is why, and this is the where and the how, and that just, it's a deep passion of mine. That's it's hard to really explain. Well, I love when you talk about it, you describe it in all the senses <laughs> and and do all parts of your life have all the senses activated in that way? Like, is that just how you see the world or is that something that comes out so spe- so, wow, specifically in the space of, of cocktails and spirits? Gosh, no one's ever asked me that. I think I think I do experience the world like that. I, I'm definitely, I'm thinking about it now. So I grew up um, in a Greek immigrant family. And so food was a big part of my childhood and my life. It is, I, I, when I travel, I'm eating my way through a place, right? Yeah. And drinking my <laughs> yes. way through a place. Um, and I think origins have always been important to me because perhaps because I'm from an immigrant family. Um, but I don't, yeah, I, I think I do, you know, all of the senses are important and I'm very sensitive. I always say I have a very sensitive palate and I, I have sensitive hearing like high pitched noises bother me or I'll hear things. People won't, I smell things. Nobody else smells and it drives me crazy. My husband <laughs> drives my husband crazy too. I'll be like, do you smell that? And he's like, I don't smell anything. I can't stand that smell. So pro- probably, yes, I think so. <laughs> and, you know, your friend who submitted you for the podcast was had such a glowing review of you. And she spoke a lot about this, you know, arc you've been on of getting to this place now where all the things are falling into place for you to be self-expressed and all your talents and skills and interests to collide. Um, can you tell us about that journey from like, where were you before you got to the place that you are now? And, you know, what have been the parts that have made you, once you went through them, made you feel powerful? Yeah, I've been through some shit as many people go through. Um, Mm -hmm. I have exited my industry several times due to pressure of society and family, you know, bartending is not a career. You know, what do you, nobody, what do you, what do you do for a little, what is it you do? You talk about whiskey, you get paid for that, like, you know, stuff like that. And so I, I started other businesses and I suffered some pretty serious stuff along the way. I 
um, found out I had a giant tumor in my body. And as a woman, couldn't get anyone to listen to me for over a year while it was trying to kill me, of course. Again, that's crazy. Common story. Um, I had a fire uh, in my, I used to have a pinup studio and my pinup studio burnt down uh, days after my father passed away of a stroke um, and then went through a divorce. And then both of my dogs passed away. And this all happened in one year, actually in a matter of months, which was my goodness. Insane. I'm so sorry. Um, and, you know, I just get back up. I think I don't have a choice. Um, I'm very lucky that I don't, you know, I don't suffer from some things that make, make it impossible for you to just pick yourself up. I recognize that that is a real thing. So I'm very lucky there, um, that my brain chemicals allow me to pick myself up after I am crushed or fall down. Um, I'm lucky in so many ways, even though I've suffered some pretty terrible things, um, gosh, trauma builds you, you know, it's such a weird thing to say, but it's true. You know, adversity builds you. We shouldn't have to have that build you. It's not a good way to build a person. That's not the way I want to learn or should have to learn to be a powerful woman. Um, Mm -hmm. that's not the way any minority person should learn to be powerful and survive at all, but here I am. And here we are. Um, I also got to an age. I'm in my late forties now. And I'm very proud of where I am in my late forties, where I started to not give a shit what people thought anymore. Isn't that so awesome? It's, I remember my grandmother talking about it. I remember being an embarrassed teenager and I remember her saying, oh, just wait one day. You're not going to give a shit. And she did not curse. And I just remember being like, you're right. And then in my twenties going, God, I can't wait till I get there. And in my thirties, am I there yet? (laughs) And in my late forties, I'm like, oh, I'm there. So I can't wait to see what it feels like, you know, in 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I get it now. Um, I also think I have less fear about failing. I'm comfortable with my failures Mm -hmm. more than I was previously. I don't think anyone's ever think they're full of shit if people say they're fully comfortable with their failures. I know how to learn from my mistakes better. Um, I know I'm... I'm comfortable in my convictions for sure. And God, if the past two years haven't borne that out in everyone, I don't know where you're living. Um, I have no problem saying Black Lives Matter. I have no problem saying love is love. I have no problem saying, fuck you if you have hate, get out of my life, get out Mm -hmm. of the room, get out of whatever. I have no problem with that now. I don't Mm -hmm. fear that's going to harm my business. I don't fear. Actually, that has uplifted my business, those principles. I founded my business on those principles. Um, I think that also I saw a path and and things kind of came together. You know, it's a little bit of luck and it's a lot of hard work and fighting. Um, mm-hmm. And when I got the job with my last brand, I knew it was going to be, it's so funny, I knew that was going to be the last brand I would ever work with. I didn't know if I would work there for work with them for the rest of my career and retire with them, or if I would retire from my career, that part of my career while I was with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and some amazing things happened while I was with them. I kind of hit the culmination of being a brand ambassador. I won a world of icon award. 
Um, you know, I had some amazing things bestowed upon me, learned a whole lot. And then I was ready. I was ready. I knew it. I knew I was ready to move on to something else. And I knew I was ready to do it my way. And after being behind other brands for years, everyone should get that shot. You know, um, the women who owned the brand and, and brand the brand were very supportive and have championed me and continue to do so. Um, and I'll tell you, I was involved in tech early on. It was actually the first thing I did out of college. And I was someone that was constantly telling people, you got to check out this internet thing. You guys, you have to use it. I'm people were so sick of me talking about this internet thing. (laughs) I mean, no, people just thought I was nuts. And my family was like, Oh God, you know, there goes this one. She's a lost cause. Um, and now look where we are. And I was saying this, I was like, you don't understand the internet is going to be everything. And I very much felt like I was in the same position at the beginning of the pandemic. Like virtual events are never going to go away. The virtual world is never going to go away. Is Can there be bad things about it? Yes. Can there be good things about it? Yes. Social media, there's the bad and the good. Welcome to life. There's good things yes. about cars and there's bad things about cars, but we don't go fuck cars, right? We drive our cars. Yeah, we should we should do a better job with the cars, but nonetheless, we have the cars. So um, I saw I just saw the opportunity. I kind of saw where the wind was blowing, and I said, "I'm going to go with that with where that wind is blowing. I'm just going to blow with it, and we'll just see what happens." And here I am. Well, and so often we look at successful people and we see them on the mountaintop. And when people look at you, you have these virtual events you're doing, you have the cocktail kits that are going out, you have a podcast, you're writing, you just moved, you have a family, like all these things are there. And they're like, oh, she must have had all of this all the time. And I know that's not true as a fellow, you know, entrepreneur and female. Um, But how did you, did you make all of these elements of your life happen yourself? Did, did luck cross your path? Like, how did you become so layered in this space where people wish they were? And what advice can you give people? Gosh, you know, I think it's really dependent on your personality as well. You know, it's, uh, it's dependent on your background. I wasn't given a lot of stability when I was younger. So there have been times in my life where I've tried to create this perception of stability, whatever that is. And finally understood that's different for every person. And I stopped fighting all of these social norms. All of a sudden, all these opportunities started opening up for me. It was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Don't worry about these social norms. Don't worry about, you know, I don't know, all these such a, such a bizarre gap. Think about the boomers who are, that's my parents. The world that they started their, let's say, you know, graduated college, started families and nothing like this world. So unfortunately, all of the advice that I received from my grandparents, my parents' generation did not apply to my life by the time really I was graduating high school. Don't change jobs. you got to keep the same job forever. That didn't apply. And so I felt like a failure every time I changed jobs. 
um, you know, you should be married at this age and you should buy a house and have a car and a 401k and all this stuff. It didn't always apply that way. Yes, those things are important. Yes, if you want to do those things, you should do them. But what if you don't? It's not the end of the world. The world isn't going to drop dead, you know, if I don't have a child. Um, I would say that's a really big part of it. You've got to find yourself first. And then you're going to keep finding yourself, right? Mm-hmm. My who I was in my 20s is a very different person than my 30s and my 40s and what I assume in my 50s. This is going to continue to happen. And I love it now. I I welcome it now. Um, but find who you are without all the noise. If you can, that's that sounds so easy and is so not easy. It's taken my entire life to be able to even say something like that and be genuine when I say it. Try to envision something different for yourself. And what would be the steps to do that? Do you have the support? I have a very supportive husband. I have a very supportive community. Whoever this friend is that nominated me for this, (laughs) look at the people that are around me. I mean, I'm constantly blown away by the people I've collected. And that's another thing. Really in my late 20s, early 30s is when I started being better at collecting people. When I started being Mm -hmm. better at picking community members, creating my own chosen family, that's hard to do as well. And I have some of the most talented and brilliant and creative and just mind-blowing unicorn people around me. And I, when I see one, I'm just like, come into the collection, my dear. I, love, I just <laughs> want to be around you. You're so amazing. And it turns out if you surround yourself with all these incredible people, you eventually will earn your place with them. You know, you'll be unicorn enough too to hang out with the cool people, or the, you know, the smart people or the talented people. And I'm just very lucky to be a part of an incredible community because without them, I'm not here. Without them, my successes wouldn't be the same successes. So look at who's around you. Go after the, the, the mm-hmm. figure out like this person. Oh, I watch them and they're doing such great things. How? Why? Ask them. They'll tell you. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about their successes, right? Especially women. Let's uplift each other. I will, anytime someone asks me, I try to answer every single question honestly. And I want to see other women succeed around me because we just make each other better. And it's more fun that way. You know, there's there's so many people that I um, work with as clients. I'm a business coach. And they get so nervous. They're like, who do I ask? Who do I tell? I'm like, everybody, everybody, like usually everything we need is one degree away. And I love that you've brought up how being part of a community changes everything and being part of the community that you chose. I almost named this podcast, the awesome and the up to something, because that's the only people I want to hang out with. Yes. And it can be selfish. It can be discriminatory, like (laughs) fine, but like our life is so precious and there's so many incredible opportunities to go after, but like, I do not want to be hanging out with anyone that is not like, let's go do it all. Yes. Cause there's, we need that energy and momentum around us to like, keep us moving in the direction. It's so easy to 
to literally settle and sink to the bottom of, of what your vibrancy in life can be filled with. And then like, I, this podcast is to show people, amazing people like you that they're out here, right? Everywhere, right? Everywhere. Yeah. You, they don't need to have a million followers. They don't need to be celebrities. Like the people doing the coolest shit you've never heard of. Yes. And that's, that's what I want people to get. And, and I feel so blessed that I've been able to meet incredible people through this podcast because of that. Um, Well, see, that's what you're doing. And that's, mm -hmm. I mean, look at what you're doing. It's, it's amazing. And I think for me, I'm at a time in my life now where my focus is on people younger than me. And so that's Mm -hmm. what I'm focusing on now. Who can I help? Who could I have used when I was their age? Who needed um, a door open for them? Or I'll I'll punch that window. I'll punch that door down for you. And I'll be like, yeah. take my hand and we're going to walk through this together. And I'll take the splinters and the shards of glass because you know what? Been there, done that. And you're going to walk through without being cut up and beat up. And that's how it should be, right? That's what we're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. in my, just in my business, you know, now that I recognize I'm the architect of this. I can hire who I want and create whatever culture I want. Um, I just want to help out other people who you can see they're about to be that super amazing. They're coming into their butterflyness, right? And I think that's so exciting. That's not about me anymore. Like it's like, uh, whatever, me, that's fine. What about you? (laughs) What about you and you and you? Because you're going to be where I am soon. And if you need help, Mm -hmm. I'm right here for you. That's what's exciting to me now. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gives me joy is to see other people and other women, especially knowing Mm -hmm. that I can make a difference, even if it's just a little bit, one, two, three people, whatever I can do, that's now that gets me pumped. Yeah. And I, I mean, I obviously we hear it in your voice, but I can see it in you. Like there's, there's nothing better than, than aligning your ambition and zone of genius and your gifts with like giving it away. Right. Like, cause now you have this magic wand that you can basically just like sprinkle the fairy dust on people. And it's so fun to, as you said, to, to realize that you're the architect. And, and I think that aligns with what you said about, you know, not giving a shit anymore when you realize that you're the architect and you're creating it and none of this other nonsense matters, you're like, move out of the way world. Like you do not know what's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's nothing holding you back anymore, you know, and Mm -hmm. I still make mistakes, tons of them. I can still be hot headed. I can still Mm -hmm. make assumptions. I still have biases and I'm working very hard uh, to, to work on all of that. It's, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm still going to screw up. I'm still going to have failures. That's all going to still, that's still going to happen. The best mm-hmm. thing I can do is apologize when I need to own up to my failures and my mistakes, um, correct things that need to be corrected and just grow, just pay attention to growing so that I can be a better person for the other women that, need me to be a better person. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people I've been coming in contact with who, you know, because of the pandemic and the fact that it just keeps rolling on, it's now one of our friends that won't leave us alone. Um, 
people are really considering like, where do I want to live? Yes. Because now we don't, the, the restrictions of work and living and all that has changed so much. What was it that had you moved to Florida and how has that experience been for you? So I think it's important to recognize that it is a privilege to be one of the people that does have the ability to work virtually because doctors and nurses and people who are right now cleaning hospitals. Can you imagine the janitorial staff in hospitals filled with, you know, viruses and, um, you know, people who collect our garbage and people who clean our homes and our offices, people, you know, um, they, they don't have a virtual job. They don't have that opportunity. So I just want to say that because I am speaking from a certain privilege. Um, it took a minute for me to recognize that was a possibility. (laughs) And I have for a long time was kind of pulled to different States and different places in the country because of either who I was married to or my job took me there or my family. And so I just happened to be living in a place that I wasn't from, that I didn't really have much of a connection to. So that made it a lot easier. But my husband and I remember sitting out on our deck. It was the summer of 2020. And I looked at him and said, you know, we can go anywhere. We should, this is when we want to change our lives right now. Mm-hmm. I can quit my job. He had already left his job to travel with me. So I said, we can sell our house. And he just, I could see the, the like, blah, you know, what? <laughs> he totally freaked out. And I was like, just sit with that for a minute. It's not that easy, of course. But, <laughs> you know, again, I was lucky that he agreed because otherwise I wouldn't be in Florida right now. Um, but it took us a year to figure it out. Did we want to do that? Could we do that? And then I had to talk to the brand I was working for and they didn't really want me to be location free. They needed me to be where I was. And that was a part of the re- one of the reasons I stepped away is it kind of helped me know I was ready to move on. And mm-hmm. so for us, you know, we said, well, what do we want? What do we like out of a place? It's a pretty amazing position to be in. Think about it. If you don't, if you set aside the reasons why people stay in certain places, it's usually job one. And we just kind of said, well, what do we want? And we both agreed that we wanted warmth, beach, and outdoor living all year long. So, you know, I love this this idea of like really choosing where you want to be. And I have many friends that even my parents have been going through this right now. Um, I grew up in a family that moved a lot. So to me... Moving somewhere else isn't weird or strange. It's kind of like that's one of the options. But I do even find myself getting paralyzed about where's the place because I've never lived in one place. So it's like, Same. you know, how how do you choose? There was a great um, website in the 90s called findyourspot.com, I think it was. And you could do this quiz. And it's like, do you, what weather do you like? Do you need to be by an airport? Do you want to be by a university? I wish that website still existed <laughs> because I need I need like a really simple step by step process to to choose. <laughs> it was pretty um, easy for us. We both. My husband was born in Ecuador. We both like warm weather. Um, but having said that, I don't like the summers here. So we're going to figure that out. Um, (laughs) but we just, I just wanted to be close to the ocean. I grew up mostly on the East coast. I wanted to be on the ocean again and a a place that was affordable. I mean, unfortunately 
that really changed a lot of our options um, mm-hmm. being affordable. And then I think the pandemic also, I said, you know, I think it's going to last a lot longer than most people think probably. So let's be in a place where we can be outside all of the time. So that, that was really what was yeah. important. And um, we chose a place that we can sell easily or rent out easily. We bought a condo in the house. Um, Cause I said to him, you know, there isn't going to be a perfect place. I don't think, I don't think yeah. Florida is going to be our forever place. We know this let's, and I don't know what the hell's happening in the world or in this country. I still don't trust that in another two years, we're going to be okay in this country. So I was like, let's be able to get out. If we have to. And that's the truth. I am being completely transparent here. That is a thought that again, I come from an immigrant family. My family had to flee. They didn't, mm-hmm. some of them chose to leave, but they did flee. And so I think maybe part of that's in my DNA that I'm okay. If I have, I recognize this country is no different than any other country that's seen upheavals and political turmoil and has been unsafe. And so Mm -hmm. if we have to go, we can go. And if not, we like where we are. (laughs) Well, and there, it just makes options, right? If everything works out, you're like, okay, well now I get to have multiple homes. There's one in Florida, there's one here. It's that's it's, the dream. Um, that's the dream. I'll tell yeah. you, that's what I'm hoping for. So I'll spring that yeah. on him next year. <laughs> you know, being uh, someone who goes after what you want and you, you know, I think we underestimate risk takers, right? Because we think risk takers are like, I'm jumping out of airplanes. And okay. it's like, no, real risk takers are those who are willing to be like, this doesn't work for me. I'm changing it. And, or I need this. I'm going to make it. How, how does that fit in your relationship? Because so often we like does not attract like often. And one of the challenges that I have found in relationships is I am so much like, let's go. And everyone else is like, what? <laughs> how, how have you, you know, worked that dynamic with your husband and how do you get to be, you know, the fullest version of you without feeling like you're dragging someone behind you? That's a great question because that's a real problem. And I have been married before. My husband and I actually have only been married a few years. Um, And in my previous marriage, my husband, who's still one of my best friends, was is a very stable person, right? And I thought that was the right thing to do, you know, because I needed to correct my own behavior. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. quote, I'm using air quotes, stable enough. I wasn't settled down enough, all of these things that I was supposed to be, which turns out it's just not who I am. And that's okay. Um, so it didn't work. I wanted to travel. I wanted to be like, let's do this now. Or let's do that now. I want to try this. I want to try that. And he was like, no, 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 no. So um, I definitely know that I found the right person in my husband and um, we balance each other out really well. We kind of have the same, we, we hesitate, but we're brave enough, but we do hesitate. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to seem like we're just like, yeah, let's do this. That's not reality. Um, uh, well, you're saying adults who have responsibilities. Yes. And, and sometimes <laughs> we probably think things through a little too much. And I, we also are both learning to give ourselves more credit and trust in ourselves a little more. Uh, mm-hmm. the people who follow me and are in my cocktail club, uh, they know now we've moved our business into two buildings already since June, 
because the first space mm-hmm. that we leased was too small. Yeah. I, and I, we were terrified to sign that lease. And I look at it now and I'm like, oh, that was so cute. What the hell were we thinking? And we're, our new space is beautiful and wonderful, but now this is probably too small as well. So it is always, a you know, kind of a juggling act. Sometimes we're too risk adverse, sometimes not enough. Um, but I would not be doing any of this without him. There, there's, it's just, it really took two people to make two people mm-hmm. like us to make this happen. He is very much, he's the man behind the woman for sure. You know, I can be the one that's like, yeah, I'm a sailor. Let's make cocktails. Let's talk about this, that, and the other thing. If I didn't have that man behind me, making sure that a, I'm fed, I'm not kidding that I drink water. Um, he makes sure that boxes get shipped out like they're supposed to. He makes sure to keep the team happy when I'm running around like a crazy person from room to room. Like, okay, you guys pour those cocktails in that. Okay. What are you guys doing over here? Okay. What are you doing? And they're just like, this lady is crazy. And he's the one that's like, Hey man, Hey guys, let's turn on some cool music. You need both of those people, right? (laughs) You know, Um, he is happy though in that role. He doesn't want to be, face fronting and uh, talking, you know, leading experiences and things like that. He likes what he does and I like what I do. And um, that works really, really well for us. That's having the right partnership, whether it be a business partner, a best friend, or your romantic partner will absolutely affect the risks that you can take. It is not easy when you are a couple running a business there's, we've had a few, let's go outside and have this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So the employees don't hear mom and dad fighting. Um, That happens a lot. We've been through Mm -hmm. tough times. This business has grown so fast. We didn't plan this business. It just kind of was a runaway train. And then we're just keep trying to keep it on the tracks every day. So we, we fight, we argue, we disagree. Um, But ultimately we want the same thing. We have the same goals. So then it's always okay. Love that. Well, we ask everybody on the podcast where you put yourself on the powerful lady scale. If zero is average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful lady possible, where would you put yourself today and on average? Gosh, I mean, I would love to one day be and feel like a 10, right? I think I have a long way to go with that. And that's okay because, you know, I have a whole second lifetime um, after next year I'm going to get to embark on. So let's go to the halfway point. Let's say, you know, I'm almost 50. Let's say I'm at a five and my goal is to be at a 10 and to be comfortable saying that because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still learning as most women will, will have to work hard on their whole lives to, um, advocate for ourselves and congratulate ourselves and trust in our own power, right? Recognize our own power. Um, Yeah, I'm still on that journey. I love it. Um, Well, you are a powerful lady. I am so impressed by what you're creating and your passion behind it and how you get to bring all the senses to people who you get to interact with every day. Um, And the fact that you get to bring joy and learning to people, which honestly are two of the best gifts I think to give people. Um, 
Where can everybody find you? Where can they connect with you? How can they get part, be a part of your club? Tell them all the things. So you can find me at sailorguevara.com. Um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sailor Guevara. If you want to hear me rant about politics or rant along with me, I hope, on Twitter, I'm Sailor Guevara. Um, yeah, we have a cocktail club that you can join. Um, I'm keeping it small. I think... A couple of spots just open, but you can find that out on the website and social media. And um, I do tons and tons of really amazing different virtual events um, with a company called Team Rottery. And that's like camaraderie, but Team Rottery. And I have a whole happy hour page on there now focusing on diversity and minorities in spirits and, and cocktails and beer and wine. So I hope to see everyone who listens to this podcast um, at an event or connect on social media. And um, yeah, oh, new friends, always welcome. I love it. Well, I'm so excited that we got connected. I cannot wait to see the magic that you create and that you have to move to a new warehouse again <laughs> soon. Uh, but thank you so much for being a yes to powerful ladies and a yes to sharing your story with everyone listening. It was an honor, truly. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for what you do. All the links to connect with Sailor are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. They're critical for podcast visibility. Come join us on Instagram at powerfulladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, please visit caraduffy.com or at cara underscore duffy on Instagram. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then... I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.